Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. I'm your host, Mallory Allen. Whether you find yourself in the joys or the messes of mom life, we want to encourage you to remain faithful as you join us every Wednesday in creating a community of real moms, real stories, and real truth based on the Word of God. Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. I'm your host, Mallory Allen. And today, thank you for joining us back in our five-part devotional series. We started back in June, and this will end in October. So this is our part four out of five. We've talked about how we can be parents that are worthy of honor, right? Taking that commandment of loving your father and mother and honoring your father and mother. And we've turned that around and said, how can we be parents moms specifically that are worthy of our children's honor, right? And so in part one, we talked about how we can love them well. In part two, we talked about how we can lift them up with words of encouragement. Last month in August, we talked about how we need to set healthy limits for our children. And then today we're going to talk about the importance of leading our children. So how can I, how can you, how can we be parents that are worthy of our children's honor in the way that we lead them. As I've been asking myself this question over and over again the past couple of weeks, I think that the answer that the Lord is continuing to give me is we don't just want to show our kids how to do right based on the things that we tell them to do or even teach them to do, but we want to show our kids how to do right. We want to lead them well by actually showing them how to, right? We want to bring them alongside us because of the life that we're already living. And so we want to not just say, you should read your Bible, but we want to actually be reading our Bible and then catch us doing that, or that we're sharing scriptures with them that we're currently reading in our Bible. We don't just want to say, you need to pray before meals, but that we're praying as we go throughout the day and that we're being intentional to pray with our kids or whatever it might be, we want to live out a life of loving the Lord and having integrity so that our children can come behind us and say, Mom and Dad, or whoever it is that you might be listening, you may be a grandparent or something in your child's in the child's life that you're that you're raising, and whoever that child may be, they're saying, I wanna be like my mom, or I want to be like so-and-so because they love Jesus and they live it out and they're showing me how to do it. They're not just telling me how to do it. And so that's really what we're going to be talking about today, showing our kids the way to Jesus, right? Not just pushing them in a certain direction, but that by leading them in the life that we live, we can ultimately show them how to have a genuine relationship with the Lord. It's not always going to be perfect, right? But they can see that when I get stuff wrong. You know, one of the best words of advice that I ever got was if I get something wrong or I mess up or I yell or raise my voice or 
you know, accuse one of my children of something that they're telling me, like, I didn't do that. You know, if they're fighting or something like that, that that kind of stuff happens all the time, right? We lose our patience. And I'm quick to apologize to my kids. And sometimes this this takes them by surprise, right? Because we encourage our kids to use their manners and say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, and thank you, and please, and say sorry when they're wrong. But when an adult says, I'm sorry, I was wrong, I shouldn't have done that. And, you know, kids are so quick to forgive, but it also makes an impact on them, right? That's just a way that you can lead them well. And so those little things all throughout their life that they see, that will add up into knowing that you really are walking the walk. You're not just talking the talk, right? We've all heard that phrase before. In Proverbs 22, 6, it says, Train up a child in the way that he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. When I read that verse, it was along with Dr. Rogers' message on this topic of leading our children. I thought, well, I've heard that verse, you know, a hundred times in different sermons, or I've read it in different parenting books, or whatever it may be. We've all heard this verse probably. But one thing that I hadn't thought of is that train up. That's the very first phrase of that verse, train up a child. The word train is a, it's a word of action, right? You're not just saying to your kids, we're going to do this, or you're not just telling your kids to do something because you said to do it. But if you're training them, then you're showing them, right? Just like if you're teaching them to ride a bike or catch a football, or you're teaching them to paint a straight line or whatever it might be, Teaching, it can be something that you're just speaking to them. But when you're training, you're actually like showing them how to do something. You're teaching by example, right? You're showing them. You're bringing them alongside you. You're in the middle of the action with them. And so we're leading our kids by training them. The Bible says that word on purpose. I mean, of course it does. The Bible always says everything with intention. So I was thinking about this and I was like, wow, that's, that is so purposeful to say, train your child up because it really is like, bring them alongside you. Let them walk with you through the journey that you're walking with your relationship with the Lord. And as you're teaching your kids about life and you're teaching them all kinds of different things, like you're going to be in the middle of the action with them. You're teaching them, you're training them by your example. So how can we apply this spiritually in our life, right? We've talked about this a little bit as we've begun the podcast, but specifically talking about our own journey of growing with the Lord, daily growing with the Lord in our walk that we have with him, whether that be just praying in the car, that you have praise and worship music playing um, as you go and your kids are listening to that, that we've talked about in other podcasts. It's a great thing, even though it's a little irritating, right? When your kids wake up really early and you got up early on purpose to exercise and read your Bible and drink your coffee in peace, and they walk, they pitter-patter down the stairs and they see you reading your Bible. Okay, your quiet time is now cut short, yes, But at the same time, the value of them seeing it, that you are making an intentional effort to get up and have that time, that is, that's 
so valuable. I mean, ultimately, your kids are going to remember these things. I know that I personally remember, you know, finding my mom, counseling with other people, praying over other people over the phone, seeing her Bible have scribbles all throughout it, and just like those little pictures almost that you have in your memory from like when you were growing up, if you had those parents that were you know, following the Lord. Maybe it was just one parent or maybe it was a grandparent or something like that. But you, everybody has like those pictures of someone that has mentored you to get you to where you are today, right? And they they led you there. They were active in your life in telling you about the Lord. And so just bringing Jesus into these conversations with your kids every single day, it's so, it's so neat because the Lord is so faithful. If you ask for opportunities for him to open up for you to just like insert Jesus into a conversation, even though like your kids were talking about boogers or they were talking about a cartoon or they were talking about throwing a piece of pasta at their brother or whatever it is. Like kids do crazy stuff. We all know that. They say crazy stuff. But if you ask the Lord to help you bring him into conversations with them, He's going to give you those opportunities, right? My my kids noticed the other day that I've been trying to invite our neighbors to church. And so they asked me, like, why are you doing that, Mom? And so I had a conversation and said, you know, our neighbors, they're not in church. And I don't think that they know the Lord. We love them and they are our friends. But, you know, this is an important thing for us to do. Or just hearing, I'm, I'm a big proponent of this, like hearing the language that you use, like you really have to be careful, like early on, like I catch myself saying, um, I'll catch myself saying like the word stupid or something like that. And my kids are like, oh, that is not nice, you know, and that's because I've taught them that, you know, and so I have to like live out what I've asked them to do, right? And so that's hard sometimes for us, right? Because things that adults like brush off, you know, if you tell a child like, this is not good, then they're going to remind you that you said that, right? Or even like seeing what's in your refrigerator, what's important to you. Like if you've got a ton of alcohol in there, that's going to speak a message to them. I'm not saying that like I'm telling you what to do or, or that you shouldn't do as far as that goes, but just be careful with the things that you bring into your house, the life that you live, that you're showing to your children, right? Because they're all going to make an impact, and we want to make the most positive impact that reads Jesus is the most important thing to them ultimately. And so just the ways that you're leading them, the the people that they hear you talking to, the people that you're hanging out with, the things that you're watching on Netflix, I mean, whatever it might be. I'm talking to myself here, too, because I'm definitely not perfect in any of these things. But just remember that you are leading your children by your example. So is that example leading them towards Jesus? That's the ultimate question. Are you leading them to Jesus by the life that you're living? Because ultimately, I've met a lot of people now that are in this kind of stage of life, like we are, where they're having kids and their parents now, they're adults, they're, you know, in their 20s, 30s, 40s, and they didn't have great examples in their life. And so it's hard for them to want to do anything that their parents did. They don't want to follow that example. 
And then there's other people that had great family experiences and examples and that pointed them straight to Jesus and they still were led astray or they are living a life that's on fire for the Lord. But ultimately, the way that you lead your children, it makes an impact. They may find their way. You may have found your way back to church and the Lord if you had a detour along the way. But I don't want my kids to have a detour. I want them to know that I love Jesus. I'm not perfect and I love them. And I want them to love Jesus and know that they're not perfect and that they need Jesus. They are not going to do it right on their own. They're not going to be able to get to him by the things that they do. But in their own imperfections, the only good thing about them is Jesus, because I know that that's true about myself. And so I just think it's like great to just be honest and just have that integrity with your kids. And just when you're wrong, just own it and tell them it's fine. Like Jesus is is enough and he is way better than mommy. But because he, he lives in me. He can help me to be a better mom and a, a better friend and a better wife and, you know, whatever it is, you could fill in the blank there. So I think that just kind of leads us to the idea that the things that we tell our kids, the ways that you might tell your kids about a Bible story or tell them the way that they need to do something, it's not ever going to overpower the way that we live. It's not going to ever take, like— priority over the fruit that our life is producing because ultimately if 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 Mallory is producing rotten fruit or not producing fruit at all my kids are going to see that so when I tell them that they need to be living a certain way they're going to be like but but you're not you're not doing that you know they can see kids can see things they see me at night when I'm when my makeup is off they know me they know me well they are with me all the time. And I mean, same goes with your your husband or your other family members that have that close relationship with you. So what are you practicing? What are you pointing the people that you love to? And especially here, we're talking about, you know, are we pointing our kids towards Jesus? Pastor Rogers said, and I'm going to read it because I don't want to mess it up. He said, what do you want your children to be? I don't mean what profession that you hope that they'll choose. I'm talking about the kind of character that you want them to develop and to display. You've got to lead them in developing character. Show them by example what a man or woman of character looks like. He goes on from here to give a list of character traits when he's talking about the subject of leading our children. He gives these different character traits, and I'm going to read them off. He says, contentment, courage, courtesy, discernment, fairness, friendliness, generosity, gentleness, helpfulness, honesty, humility, kindness, obedience, orderliness, patience, persistence, self-control, tactfulness, thankfulness, thriftiness, that's one I hadn't thought about, and wisdom. And then he asks the question, after he reads off this list of character traits, who is teaching these qualities of character to your children? Is it you? Because it needs to be you. It needs to be the parents. And that we must learn that complementing character that we see in our kids, that the Lord specifically gives them, gifts them, 
that when we see these traits of like different characteristics come up in our in our children, because I, I feel like we can't have them all, right? I wish that we could, but we can't have them all. But you'll see these exemplified in your children, especially if you have more than one. And when you see them, we need to be quick to compliment them, is what Dr. Rogers said. And he said, you want to compliment character a hundred times fold, complimenting talent, right? Because talent, it can it can be learned, it can come and it can go, it can usually seeks attention, right, and approval. Like if I'm a terrible singer, so I can use this as an example, but if I was a great singer, let's just say, and people were like, oh, I'm so glad that you sang today in church. It just blessed my heart. Or, you know, they asked you to sing on like worship teams or this or that. And if you've got that gift, I wish that I had it. Like that's a wonderful talent to have. And so, but that's a, that's a talent, right? It's something that you have developed over time and that you use for the Lord's glory if you're using it in like a worship setting, like I just said, which is awesome. And that's not to be discredited. But a lot of times, like with talents, like if I see that Jake is really good at sports and I just, that's all I ever tell him is, you're so smart for getting straight A's or you're so good at football or you're, James, you're so good at t-ball or whatever it might be. Those are talents, right? And often in our own human flesh, we like the affirmation that we get. We like the attention or the approval that we get. But character traits, they're, they're different. They're developed over long periods of time. They're things that you do in the dark when nobody can see, um, it's your it's it's your integrity. There are things that you do not for the approval of others, but they're the core of of who you are, really. And just faithfulness to the Lord over long periods of time and growing in Him, He will develop these character traits in your life. I can see that. I definitely don't have all of these, but I have more today than I had back when I was a teenager, you know, and I've known the Lord that entire time. And so he He develops these in you as you're faithful and as you don't seek it for the approval of others, but ultimately it's a reflection of your dedication to him and the person that you want to be as you grow in Christ, right? And so... When you see these things develop, these character traits develop in your child, like I tell Jake all the time, I love how kind, I love how kind you are to other people. I love how you draw people in and you have that magnetic personality, but he doesn't even realize that about himself. He just ultimately exemplifies kindness to other people. And I think that's why people are drawn to him. But I know that that kindness is his heart for the Lord and his heart for other people. So I tell him that. I tell him that often. I say, you know, this isn't something flashy. This isn't like bragging on him for getting a home run, which there's always a place for that, of course. But I'm saying Dr. Rogers is trying to tell us here that we need to compliment character in our kids more than we need to praise them for a talent or a grade in school or something like that. You need to tell them the things that you see. Like, I saw how much of a servant you were today, James, like how you 
served other people, like that kind of stuff. So I really challenge you with that today. I want you to think about this list of character traits, and I'll have it in the show notes on the the blog on faithful31moms.com if you want to relook at them, or you may not need to read these. You may know exactly the character traits that the Lord is developing in your children and compliment them with those things. As we wrap up today, I want to leave you with this challenging question. How are you leading your children today? What fruit are you producing in your life that they can see? Is it is it good fruit that is of the Lord? And so that that really challenges me. It's really left me thinking like what am I producing? What am I searching for daily? Is it things of the world or is it things of the Lord? And because my kids are watching me and they see that and I want to lead them well, I want to lead them towards Jesus. I can't lead them to Jesus by myself. Obviously, the Lord does the drawing. He calls them, right? But I don't want to be a stumbling block. I want to make sure that I'm leading them towards Jesus. So that's all we have for today for our devotional on leading our kids. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really hope that you've been convicted because I know that I have through this whole series and specifically today about what we talked about in leading our kids. But I've also been really encouraged and and challenged in like a really positive way to really rethink the way that I'm doing a lot of things. Please be sure to check out the show notes on faithful31moms.com for some of these verses that I've used and some of these quotes that Dr. Rogers said because they're really it's really good stuff and that's why I just had to read it because I didn't want to mess any of it up and there'll be a link right there to share this podcast or listen to this podcast as well as on the home page and there's some other materials there for you as well to be intentional with your family I know that we have our family worship kit available and we have another one coming out soon later this year it just ways again, to be intentional about being in the Word and sharing it and sharing those experiences with your kids. And that's all on faithful31moms.com. I hope that you all have a blessed day. Faithful 31 Moms is produced in association with Love Worth Finding Ministries, built on the profound biblical teaching of Pastor Adrian Rogers. Please visit our website, faithful31moms.com, for all interview show notes. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Faithful31Moms. That's faithful31moms.com.